Less than a month away. That's how close we are to the November 8th general election. Look at the calendar. It's October 10th. That means less than a month. We'll uh, have the polls close. And uh, then we, of course, have to wait for the mail-in ballots to trickle in uh, up to two weeks. So um, who knows what, uh, what the final outcome will be if we'll know it come election night, but that's another story for another day. Uh, But there's lots of choices for you. Everything from who's going to be the next U.S. senator, who's going to be your member of Congress, who's going to be the next governor, comptroller, treasurer, secretary of state, attorney general, and even who's going to represent you at the Illinois State House. And joining us in studio is Lisa Smith. She is a Republican running for the State House of Representatives. And uh, Lisa, you know the district better than I do. So um, (laughs) how about uh, you just kind of give us an idea of the the boundaries of this district you're looking to uh, get elected for? Well, uh, you know, we know that they redistricted this year, and so they cut uh, my district down quite a bit. Uh, it really just encompasses the center of Springfield, um, most of Decatur, uh, the west end of Decatur, and there's a strip of land between Decatur and Springfield that runs south of 72. Um, it gets up a little bit into the western end of Mechanicsburg and the countryside up there, but uh there's um, not a lot of um, towns in between Decatur and Springfield that it that it that it encompasses. So, so what are you hearing most from the constituents you do talk to? Uh, and uh, important to note, uh, the the district also has incumbent Democratic State Representative Sue Shearer there. She's been there for several terms. Uh, what are you hearing most from constituents in this election? Well, um, a lot of times I hear, why should I vote? Uh, the I don't know if my vote's going to count. They're really concerned about voter integrity. And the you know when you got six weeks to vote, and then like you said, it's going to take how long till we find out who really won? Up to two um, weeks. People are, not, people are upset about that. People don't like that. They think it's wrong and they want it changed. Also, um, they know our state is in trouble. They know the state is ran very poorly. They know things are are awful. They know Illinois is ranked really low on um, everything. I mean, we um, who wants to move here? Businesses are leaving. People know this. They're hurting. Taxes are high. Um, so they're frustrated with that, and they want it changed. They, um, they're looking for somebody to change it. They're hoping that the people that are coming out, the, as the Republicans are the ones that are out there for change. And um, they're hoping that they'll do what they say they're going to do. Uh, and if their vote counts, they say, <laughs> they really hope there'll be a change in Illinois. We're talking with Lisa Smith. She is a Republican vying for the Illinois State House against Democratic incumbent Sue Shearer. And I have reached out multiple times to talk with uh, Representative Shearer on air in a similar format, uh, but we have yet to hear back. And I'll uh, continue to try to do that so that we can give our listeners uh, the entire scope of who's on the ballot for this particular district. Uh, Lisa, you talked about how Illinois um, is is poorly ranked ranked compared to other states for a whole host mm-hmm. of things. I mean, you look at the gas tax, highest in the Midwest, second highest in the country. You look at bond rating, lowest across the country uh, when it comes to our uh, credit rating as a state of Illinois. We've got some of the highest unemployment uh, in the region, higher than the national average. Our pension debt as well is among the worst. <laughs> I mean, you just go down and down the, yes. the list here. But another one that I think is is really important to families is education. Yes. And that's something that uh, you look at since the pandemic. 
things have actually gotten worse in the state. Yes, of they have. Um, you know, when our our governor shut down our schools and everything, and people, uh, the kids were trying to learn online, that didn't work. That was an abysmal failure. Which what it did was it it took away those years. Um, that those kids should have been in, in school. We know that the Wall Street Journal just came out with an article that specifically cited Decatur, Illinois, uh, saying that, um, you know, young uh, black children, uh, only 1% can read at, equivalent, at the um, grade level that they're supposed to be reading at. We have an educator for our representative who touts that she is an educator, touts that she's been on the, um, the uh, education committees uh, over at the state house. She's done nothing. She's done nothing to protect our kids. She's done nothing to better our education system. She's, she's, um, she's worthless when it comes to the education system. I don't know uh, how she even can stand up and say anything about her, her um, education background because well, it, what it would, would be you, humiliating. What difference would mm-hmm. you bring to the table? Well, we need school choice. Um, we need school choice, and we need it now. What does school choice do? It gives the money— uh, to the families, for the kids, to, that follows them to the school that they want their child, child to go to in that district. Um, so uh, if you want your child to go to um, the Lutheran school or um, any any of the charter schools or whatever, instead of the regular public school, you're able to do that. And we know that that affects mainly um, uh, lower income and minorities because they are stuck in the public school system most of the time. And people, the argument would be, well, you're going to pull money out of the public school system. Why would I want to put my money into the public school system if the public school system is failing? They they continue to say, let's fund, fund, fund. Let's give all of our money to these public school systems or these government-ran programs that fail our children. And why would I want to do that? Why would I want to give them my money? And why should I give them my money? Because they are not doing their job. And uh, schools are uh, a major driver of property taxes, which uh, we've seen in yeah. Illinois. We're also uh, second highest in the country for property taxes. Uh, so that's uh, something else that uh, works into that equation overall. Uh, but what do you say to, uh, say, like the, the teachers unions who push back against uh, the idea of school choice because they claim that that would hurt public schools and not everybody's going to be able to go to a school of their choice? Well, um, so whenever you could – that that is a losing argument because why would they even want – to have money funded into a school system where they are not able to teach the kids properly. What if we have school choice and we have competition between schools? Those teachers could move into to other schools too. Um, we could have a uh, school system where maybe your class size was 20 instead of 30, um, where you could actually do the job of teaching that you want to do, where maybe we could offer different types of classes for different types of kids that learn differently, that we could have, um, you know, a vast array of choices, not just for children and families, but for teachers. I mean, they might, and this might be a great opportunity for teachers uh, to actually, if they enjoy and love teaching, to have a classroom that is manageable, where they could teach um, kids the things they want without being overloaded with, um, you know, uh, 10% of the kids that have learning disabilities or whatever, we could fit those kids into classrooms that teach them better. This is all a win-win for everybody. I really don't understand why, except they want to keep their union control. That's the thing I'm looking at is teachers' unions, they don't want their teachers moving into these private schools or these other areas where they may not belong to the union. 
and then they're not going to get their money and they're not going to have their control. Lisa Smith with us. A couple of other issues uh, that are definitely top of mind for people. Of course, the Safety Act, even Governor J.B. Pritzker's recognizing that there needs to be some changes. Uh, do there need to be changes or should this thing just be repealed and they start over from scratch? <laughs> yeah, well, um, so... It is very incompetent of our lawmakers to have put forth a bill that has language in it that um, that the poli- even the police are saying, why did you word something that way? This is something we cannot do. This is something you did not fund. Um, these are uh, expectations um, that are too broad. We need to bring it down without any, you know, they didn't have any uh, police and things come in and help word it. And the police know that's obvious. So now they're having to backtrack. And they're having to add in and repeal or not, I don't want to say repeal, but they're having to change some of the wording on a lot of this. And, um, the, you know, now they've pulled in some of the police to say, you know, here's here's how it should be worded. When you're saying this in the bill, we can't do that because this is what's going to happen. Unintended consequences that they didn't even look at. Um, I think it was uh, it was. A poor judgment on the Democrats. They rushed this through at three, you know, three o'clock in the morning. They threw this. Uh, seven or eight hundred bill onto the desks of everybody. They had one hour to look at it and pass it. And Sue Shear, my opponent, said yes to this bill. So she has, uh, she you know, has kind of betrayed her police in her area. She's um, betrayed her citizenry because at this point we're going to have a lot of. Um, criminals being released on January 1st into the communities or not being held whenever they um, whenever they do violent crimes or crimes that, um, you know, they could go right out and do them again because there's no cash bail. So you're going to not be able to keep these people in jail, uh, you know, for the safety of the community. So uh, they, it was very, um, you know, I think... We've got a legislature that had gone rogue a little bit and did not think about the consequences of what they were doing. Lisa Smith with us. Again, she's the Republican running for the Illinois State House against Democratic incumbents, State Representative Sue Shearer. Uh, one other issue here, uh, just briefly, Amendment 1. Uh, it's the amendment to codify collective bargaining in the Illinois State Constitution. That's going to be a question for voters across the state. It will take three-fifths of those uh, who vote for it to be approved or a simple majority of all votes cast uh, if they uh, cast a vote for the the Amendment 1. Your take on this, is this necessary? No, it's not. The federal laws are on the books that protect uh, workers and their rights and their collective bargaining rights. We have, um, we should never amend our Constitution uh, to protect a special interest organization, you know, uh, which, what is this is doing? It's um, it's giving special rights to unions, and those even those um, the rights that they're going to have will supersede what government can do. So they're really going to have power over their government. And when you have this, um, then how is the government supposed to rein in uh, things that are being done? And one of the things that even says, I mean, it's for so they can even do things like um, say, oh, we want a housing allowance for our teachers, which is what the teachers union in Chicago tried to do not too long ago was they wanted to get extra money for each teacher to have a ho- um, housing money. 
you know, they could do that and say, oh, this is for our workers. And the government would have no say so in that. They'd have to pass it or they're going to strike. Um, and it's strong arming, strong arming our government and giving them special um, control over our legislature. And we no special interest group should have that kind of control over our government. So I take it you will be voting no. I will be voting uh, no, and I'm getting out there and telling people to vote no. We're talking about an amendment to our Constitution, people. This has to be something uh, more than just... Uh, union rights. It needs to be, I mean, that should not be uh, something that we're voting yes on. Lisa Smith, again, candidate for the Illinois State House against the Democratic incumbent, Sue Shear. Lisa, if people want more information about your candidacy, where can they find it? Uh, SmithforIllinoisHouse.com. And I'm on Facebook at Lisa Smith for State Representative. Greatly appreciate your time. And uh, I imagine we may talk again before November 8th, which, believe it or not, it is less than a month away uh, yep. for the uh, the midterm general election. Greatly appreciate your time yep. this morning. That'd be great. Thank you. It is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop.